and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, the South Stand chum, the bearded legend, the one and the only, the daddy-o, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed, although arguably your beard is slightly bigger than mine. Come on. Um, hello everybody, welcome back. Uh, this isn't a uh, beard show, this is a podcast for Leighton Orient, <laughs> so let's get back on track as quickly as possible. This is episode number 174 and thanks to everybody who listened to last week's episode number 173. We had no special guests, it was just us uh, last week, so thank you uh, for tuning in. We've got a jam-packed show this week. We've got a message exclusively from Nigel Travis, uh, our chairman, and we also chat to CEO Danny Macklin later in the show uh, following his call to arms to fans uh, uh, this week. Uh, earlier last week, uh, sorry, late last week, I beg your pardon. But as always, as you know by now, we start with our friends over at the Supporters Club and we've got a couple of trips to tell you about yeah, this week. So two trips to tell you about. First up is Barrow on Tuesday, the 5th of March. This is a long one and a departure time for this one is 11.30am for a 7.45 kickoff. Adult fares are £36 and concession fares are £33. And secondly, a new trip to see you about Saturday, the 23rd of March. We go to Telford in the second leg of the FA Trophy semi-final. Departure time for this one is 9am for a 3pm kickoff, And this one's a flat fare of £22. Under-15s can travel for half price, but must be with an adult. And remember that these prices do not include your match day tickets. You can book for these trips uh, in a supporters club on a match day or by calling the travel line on 077 Just to finish the update, the Supports Club will be opening early on Saturday. The Supports Club opens at half past ten in the morning, so you can get on it at half ten. Yeah, so just to make you remind you, in case you weren't aware, it's a televised game. It started kickoff is at half past twelve. Um, so please don't forget that. Don't turn up at Orient at three o'clock because you won't see anything unless probably people leaving the ground yeah. that have been clearing up. But yeah, it's a twelve thirty kickoff, so that's why the supporters club yeah. opens at half ten. We'll come on to that match a bit You'll later. Have a strong constitution to start getting on it at half past ten in the morning, don't you? Mate, back in our younger days. Back no, in our younger I don't days. even think back in those days. But anyway, yep. Also, speaking of getting on it, the beer festival returns on Friday the 15th of March doors for this one open at 5 entry is free and hours featured will be from the One Mile and Brewery but you will also be able to get all the usual lagers wine, spirits, rolls and the great company of the Supports Club so quite a happy update let's keep up the great work to everyone uh, at the Supports Club yeah and also the uh, Star Man Awards is sold out with a, a lengthy waiting list yeah. we understand so um, in fact that reminds me we've got to pay next uh, next Saturday, next Saturday. <clears throat> so Late Orient Trust update then uh, pretty chunky one this week so thanks to Louise for sending us this It's uh, she starts off by saying the college study programme teacher Lloyd Botang won the Jack Petchy Leaders Award for all his efforts coordinating the project for the Trust his prize is £750 to spend on equipment or experiences for the students Theo joined Year 1 and Year 2 pupils at Chapel End School in Walthamstow for a special assembly about the importance of hydration and 60 children from Snaresbrook Primary School enjoyed a stadium tour on Wednesday, followed by a PE lesson delivered by a trust coach in the score centre afterwards. That sounds quite cool. Yeah, very lesson cool. Orient. I yeah. have been up for that. Bray Group Stadium welcomed over 100 people to the Over 50s Networking Group. The theme this month linked in with Waltham Forest Council's Dignity Month. And finally, it was a National League Trust Under-11s Cup this week. Leighton Orient had representation from Aldersbrook Primary, uh, who were the girls' team, and Churchfields, who were the boys' team. Both teams won their competitions and are now through to the Southern 
area final. So huge congratulations. Well done, kids. Well done. Keep going. Superb week. Yeah. So let's go on to a very busy week it that was, was yeah. down at Leighton Orient Football Club, starting with Coulson Monday, the 25th of February. And the draw for the semi-finals of the FA Trophy was made at lunchtime. And we will face National League Northside AFC Telford United, who knocked out high-flying Solival Mars 2-1 in the quarter-final. So the first leg will be played at Brisbane Road so we're at home and that's on Saturday the 16th of March 3pm kick-off and the second leg follows the week after at Telford Saturday the 23rd of March as the O's aim to reach the giddy heights of Wembley. We were at Don't Wembley on Wednesday night and yeah. we were looking at the stadium going it would be wonderful to go back there five years later and hopefully and win, and win something. Well hopefully see us win a game at Wembley because we've we been there a couple of times already and, and as far as I know, I can remember, I don't think I've ever seen my Orient win at Wembley. No. So fingers crossed, this is the time to do it. So for me, good draw. Obviously the weakest, probably the weakest side left, barring the four, I would say. Fylde, obviously, National League. Stockport flying, absolutely flying. But this will be a tough match. and We shouldn't underestimate Telford, obviously. We've just said it, they knocked out Solihull, who exactly. are absolutely flying themselves yeah. in our league. So it'll be a difficult game. I think they'll bring quite a big crowd to um, the Bro Group Stadium. I think, so. they'll fall, I think they'll fill most of the North Stand. It's, I mean, it's their biggest game in a long, long time. So yeah. all to play for. And hopefully after those two games at 5 o'clock on Saturday, 23rd of March, we'll all be getting pretty excited about an upcoming trip to Wembley. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I do agree with you. I think that um, avoiding Fylde was quite important um, out of that. So Stockport or Telford would have been... Uh, my choice but there isn't an easy game they're not no. there they're there on merit they're not there just by fluke you know they've beaten Solihull Moors we didn't Yeah. so fair play so then Tuesday the 26th of February on this day 47 years ago the Orient de- defeated Chelsea 3-2 at Brisbane Road in the FA Cup 5th round coming back from 2-0 down with goals from Phil Hoadley Mickey Bullock and a late winner from Barry Fairbrother gave our club one of their greatest ever Wins and for those of you who are of a generation, shall we say, or of an age, those names will mean a lot to you, and you were probably at that game. So fair play to you before our time. Yeah, well before our time actually. So the highlights um, so we didn't get to see it on YouTube in colour. Could you imagine that happening? Happening in today's football world, two 0 down home to Chelsea, and then you go and win three 0 three, three two. We score a last minute goal. Could you imagine the euphoria? Oh. It, it would only be matched by drawing one all at home to Arsenal in the that's FA Cup that we did, fifth round that we did that's seven equi- years ago. That's the equivalent, isn't it? That's the equivalent for this generation ago. as yeah. it stands. So, yeah, a date there never to be forgotten. And then in the afternoon, the club confirmed dates for the rearranged Bromley and Eastleigh game. So first up, we travel to Bromley on Tuesday, the second of April, and a week mm-hmm. later on Tuesday, the 9th of April, we welcome Paul McCallum and Eastleigh to the Orient so obviously our progress in the FA Trophy means those games get moved pretty much now it's Saturday, Tuesday Saturday, Tuesday yeah. so hopefully lots of wins to talk about yeah. and a vital period yeah. of the season coming up I will just I will just comment though I was looking at the leading scorers in the league I didn't actually realise that Paul McCallum was like second he's had a great two two months he's had a fantastic yeah 
He's been on red hot form. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's a goal ahead of Macaulay Bond on twenty one goals. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, additionally, the club confirmed ticket prices for the home leg of the FA Trophy semi final against uh, Telford. Information is on the club website, but it's worth noting that tickets are only on sale to season ticket holders until the day of the Wrexham match. They'll then come off sale and then go back on sale to everyone. Saturday, the 9th of March, is when they're available to season ticket holders, and they're only opening the south and west stands for home fans. The north stand is designated away fans only. So just to repeat that, um, the tickets for Telford are on sale to season ticket holders only because they're only opening the south and the west stands uh, for home fans. The north stand is uh, an away designated stand for that game. Yeah, I'll be in the south. Mr Levy's undecided. I'm not sure. I might take a seat in the west. I'm not sure. We will see. We'll see. I'll probably end up in the South, to be fair. More than likely. And more than likely. Stick with the <coughs> FA Trophy in the evening in the quarter-final replay, which was played between Stockport and Maidstone. Stockport of the uh, National League North, of course, a bit of an upset. Trounced Maidstone 3-0 to set up a semi-final against AFC Fylde. And what I will say is if we end up getting Stockport in the final, Stockport will take at least 20,000 there. Stockport are very well supported. You'd expect us to take 20 to 25, maybe even more. So looking at about half full. Looking about 45. But for, but for, the Nash, for an FA trophy, that'll be unheard of. So Can you imagine. But then also, you amazing. Have, like um, the FA Vars before that, I mean, they might get a few thousand, but, if that. Um, but largely speaking, for them to be playing in front of 45,000 people as well, because obviously the ticket covers for both games. So Incredible. It's amazing, isn't it? And yeah. Super Kev could be making an appearance. I think we took over 30,000 to the playoffs. Yeah, we did. Yeah, over like 35,000, something like that. So we'll it's in us, we can do it. Um, to Hue Tuesday, sorry, to Hue Wednesday now, as it will be, 27th of February, the Orient ladies booked their place in the Isthmian Cup final with a 1-0 away win to Enfield Town ladies. With the size level, Sophie Lamarchand glanced home Hayley Barton's free kick in the 76th minute, which made all the difference. The Isthmian Cup final will be played at Averley FC on Wednesday the 17th of April, and the ladies will also be in action in the Capital Cup final on Thursday the 2nd of May. Uh, over at Hanwell Town FC, which isn't particularly local uh, to us Eastsiders. So, ladies, congratulations, doing absolutely great things um, in their leagues and in their cups. So, uh, again, I just haven't got the capacity to get over and see any of their games, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. Uh, but they are doing amazing things. Not one final, two finals. So, two well finals, done yeah. to the ladies. I saw that goal, that Sophie the Marching header. Good finish. Yeah. Good finish. So, moving on then. Thursday the 28th of February and the club announced that Marvin Ekpateta and Josh Karoma have been named in the latest England C squad for the Wales game which takes place on Tuesday the 19th of March with Dan Happy and Jordan Maguire drew the JMD listed in the contingency squad so congratulations to all four players for being recognised obviously Happy wasn't even in the first team two months ago now he's getting right. an England C call up JMD yeah. again wasn't even at the club Two months ago, three months ago. So both of those players making great progress, and you'd probably say Marv is a, a banker in that team. And so it's probably Josh now, based in current form this mm. season. Well, you, you'd argue that maybe others that have had a bit more longer in it. But um, for, for for me, I think it's great news, and congrats to to everybody. But for me, I'm not quite sure how Josh Caroma's been picked when he's been out for quite a long period of time. Um, and and the same for Marv, really. Although he is a, they are both standout players. Uh, they've both been injured for quite some time, and Marv uh, obviously broke his nose. He's playing with a you know with a mask. Um, I know this is March, so obviously you know the, three weeks time, whatever it is. Um, it's a huge month for us playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. We can't really afford to lose these guys again uh, at such a crucial time. So 
I'm pleased on the one hand, but unhappy on the other hand, from a selfish yeah, perspective. Yeah. Double-edged sword. It really is. That's exactly what it is. For me, I think you've just got to say, well done to all four. Crack on. Use the experience if you get picked. Make the best of it. Interestingly, Sam Lee, not called up. He's been called up from most of the other squads. And I think Judd was on the contingency lid last time and hasn't made it this time, obviously prior to him getting injured, which we'll come on to. So a few, yeah, uh, that's a, good point. a few absentees there as well. So later in the day, the club announced its nominees for Player of the Month of February, and they were Jamie Turley, Dean Brill, Craig Clay, and Dan Happy. So as always, I like to try and figure out the winner. Yeah. And I said it has to be Happy or Brill, because Happy won it for the previous month. I thought this time, let's give Dean Brill a bit more of a shout-out. So obviously we'll come on to the winner uh, a bit later on in the pod. Yeah, absolutely. The club uh, announced on Friday the 1st of March, Mooney Friday, that the away match at Barrow, which is this coming Tuesday the 5th of March as we record tonight, that's going to be streamed to international fans again for just £6.99. Love it. What a Another great game. time to be a Orient fan living abroad. I know this is offered in the Football League, but for us to be able to get these games away in the National League... Yeah, it's amazing, and you know, you can watch it live. And you could be in Brazil watching Barrow versus Leon Orient. <laughs> I'm sure there's better things to do in Brazil, but um, you're absolutely right. <laughs> if you're in exile, you can. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You could be on holiday. It's if you're going that way around the world, that would be during the middle of someone's working day. So you'd have to amazing. obviously be quite lucky to get two yeah. hours. Yeah. Um, but going forwards, people, you know. Going east, if you like, it's going to be in the middle of the night. So I'd expect probably most games now to be live streamed as we hit the final throws of the season. If we're not on BT Sport, and I think the longer we go on at the top, the more games will start getting moved. Like we saw with Macclesfield last year when they started moving their games really late on. Yeah, good shout. I think we'll see a lot of games now on TV or being live streamed, which can only hopefully be good for the club. They can only move the time. They couldn't move the day. No, they won't move the day, but yeah, yeah. absolutely move the time. So we'll see on that one, but well played to Barrow for obviously making it happen to the National League and obviously Dave and the club for getting those away. Absolutely superb work. So Leighton Orient CEO Danny Macklin put out a message in the afternoon to all O's fans as the final two months of the season start. So yes, Danny's message was as follows. Yeah, he put out this the following statement. He said, with two crucial months ahead and maybe more, we want to encourage supporters to ensure the atmosphere at the Brayer Group Stadium and away from home is as good as it can be from the moment people arrive at the ground right the way up until they leave. We want the atmosphere to be very, very welcoming, a trait that has often uh, seen us often mentioned as London's favourite second team, if not a little bit intimidating in a friendly way for the visiting teams. One way we believe we could do this is to get the drummer, if perhaps the drummers, back into the Q2W Tommy Johnson South stand. It, um, it goes on to say, it's difficult to underestimate how important you are to the players in difficult and positive moments in the match. The O supporters this season have been a credit to the club. The home attendance has grown just under 1,000 people on average this season, while we're averaging over 600 fans per away game. We're hopeful the next two months will be incredibly special and we're encouraging all the supporters to play their part and help spread the word to pack out each and every stand. And I will say, have you used any of the three free vouchers that you get with your no. season ticket? No, nor have I. No, good point. Going to do that. Yeah, good point. That's another way of filling it out. If people haven't done that, if you've got a season ticket holder, you may remember one of the incentives at the start of the season was that you have three free guest vouchers, yeah. if you like. So there is a form online somewhere... Um, 
I'll try and find it and tweet because I did find it actually. Yeah, I think it's out there. Um, if you it, look, it, no, it's not easy to find. If you look so, for it, I'll, I'll tweet it. If you look for it, you will <coughs> find it. But obviously, we got Danny a bit later on in the pod. But uh, sometimes this season at the Brave Loop Stadium, it has been awfully quiet yeah. at points. And with especially Wrexham coming up on Saturday, who will bring a big crowd. And as the season gets into, I know it's final hurdles. I think it's more important than ever that we try and make as much noise as possible. It can only be a positive to make mm-hmm. as much noise as mm-hmm. possible. So. Well done there uh, to Mr. Macklin. Obviously, Macklin uh, is coming up on the podcast a bit later on. Yep, the club announced that Danny Happy had won the Player of the Month award for February, meaning it meaning he wins it two. Uh, sorry, meaning he wins the award twice in a row. Yeah, well Incredible done. Incredible scenes. Well done, well Danny done, Happy. Danny Happy. Yeah. Again, a bit like Marv earlier in the season. He constant on the bench. Injury comes in. He takes his opportunity. Wins Player of the Month. Talk- Two months running yeah. and becomes, as we'll talk about imminently, undroppable so he's based two, on current selection. He's two for two. Yeah. In 2019. Yeah. 100% record in 2019. Scored so a vital goal last week as well. Getting yeah. applauded. So well done, Danny Happy. Yeah. Another starlet, hopefully, uh, of the Orient Youth Academy. Yeah. So exactly. Hopefully, make his mark on the first team. So Saturday, 2nd of March in the morning, the under 18s lost 5 2 away to MK Dons, having been 2 0 up. With just 20 oh, minutes shame. remaining. So unlucky young O's there. Yeah, and thank you uh, for sending that note to us, uh, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. Dan Walker. So moving on then to the main event, it's Haven and Waterloo away in the National League. So on Thursdays, we start a 24-hour Twitter poll. Uh, we're asking for how you think um, the O's are going to get on uh, on Saturday's game. We had 363 votes this week in the 24 hours. And 9% thought we would lose, 13% thought we would draw, but an overwhelming 78% thought that we would win. Yeah, absolutely. Probably so, right, I would say, based, yeah. based on the size of having Waterlooville, probably position, how we're doing. Where we are. Not really surprised with that. It wasn't like the Maidenhead one where it was a 90% or win, and you're like, that's a massive, massive swing. That's probably yeah. as I expected it to come. But nearly, thir- nearly 40 people thought we would lose. You always You're get always the pessimists. Get, yeah. Always get the pessimists. But as always, thank you for your votes. And at two o'clock on Saturday, the team was announced with Dean Brill in goal, Sam Ling, Danny Happy, Josh Corson, Marvin Ekpeteta and Joe Wooderson. So five defenders, yeah. followed by Joby McEnough, Craig Clay and the JMD, Jordan Maguire Drew, our very own sponsored young man. The JMD, like it's a thing. <laughs> he is, mate, the JMD. Uh, and then up top, Macaulay Bond. And Mr. Jay Simpson on the bench, Sam Sargent, Jamie Turley, Charlie Lee, James Brophy, and Matt Harold. Yeah, so Jordan Maguire Drew returned to the team as Josh Coulson made his first Orient start since the 5th of January. Miles Judd missed out with a hamstring injury, and we understand that is season ending hamstring injury. How unlucky is that? I know, I've not heard Justin's post match interview, but I know he covers that. Um, so we'll see what Justin had to say about that. But a massive. Um, Lost there. Yeah, I think so. Huge. But then it might give Turley his opening at right back, where we know he's played before for Notts County. We know he seems to have done right there, based on what Notts County fans have said. So, yep. again, shows you the strength and depth, and we're not sitting here going, well, what happens if Sam Lynn gets injured? And mm-hmm. saying, right, we've got Turley, who can go and play there. So, it, big loss, but hopefully we can uh, be okay. But for me, when I saw that team, I didn't see that change of formation coming. So, obviously, the, the club announced the team through the photos, and I saw, obviously, Coulson pop up. And that's a happy pop up, and I thought, oh, Marv will be on the bench then. And then I saw Marv pop up, and I thought, hang on a minute. Yeah, but, you know, pleasantly surprised, very bold. But when you have Coulson, 
Ekpateta and Happy in the platform he's in, who can how can you drop any of them? Mm. Or who can you drop? How, how do you accommodate them? Yeah, That's absolutely. A big yeah, million percent. Happy to see McEnough and JMD uh, on the wings or on their equivalent sides. Uh, and looking at that bench for the first time, we've got Turley, quality defender, Charlie Lee, who can come and do a job, Brophy, who can come and make an impact, and Matt Harold. So a really strong bench, really impactful bench as well. So at the time, I put we should have too much for having Waterloo or looking at the starting lineup. I was really impressed with that lineup. You? Yeah, no, I, I agree. It took me by surprise uh, too, but in Justin, I trust and agree. It's good to have JMD and McEnough on the wings, uh, which tells me we're going to go out you know, with the explicit intent of, of scoring a lot of goals today, Be- yeah. beefing up our, uh, our goal differences, beefing up the confidence. I think it'll be a very interesting game. Yeah, very interesting game. Absolutely. So we had a few tweets that came in or an outlook as the team was announced from one of our favourite Twitter accounts, uh, which has always been there from at West underscore stand underscore O, who said, "Okay, I've cracked it. It's two three five with Happy and Potessa as full sweepers, <laughs> Clayling Willowson in an isosceles triangle, and the other five goal hanging classic." Matt, good to have you uh, tweet the podcast. Always make us laugh and get back yeah. to those match reviews because they are genius. Absolutely. So the match kicked off with the O's looking to put pressure on Wrexham and Solihull at the top of the table and Haven and Waterlooville looking to climb out the relegation places on a windy Saturday afternoon. And we started well in the second minute. Joe Widdowson had space on the left, drove into the box and his shot was held by Dzinski. Yeah, Widdowson having a lot of success on the left-hand side early on, really exposing um, the space that he had. And I think Haven and Waterlooville were quite surprised with his attacking intent early on in the game. I think the change of formation was probably something that they weren't expecting so they hadn't planned for that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why keeping changing it up is yeah. keeping the oppo on their toes, really. Yeah. Tenth minute, there was a lengthy stoppage in players. Having a Waterlooville's Jack James had to come off after a challenge from Sam Ling. So the ball came to Sam, he kind of miscontrolled it. I think Jack went to head it. Sam put his boot up quite late, caught him flush on in the face. Uh, got a yellow card for his troubles, but a lengthy, lengthy stoppage there. Yeah, uh, so we hope Jack is okay. I mean, there was no, it, it wasn't violent intent. It was no like intent from Sam. It was just really late. Caught the guy in the face, and he was straight down there and had to come off. Yeah, shame. Um, wish him well. Uh, in the 18th minute, Joe Widdison's cross into the box came to Sam Ling at the back post, but his shot was straight at Dzinski. Yeah, he done really well to get the shot away there and Dzinski just it just kind of hits Dzinski more than Dzinski saving it. He just puts his arms up to right. get it away. But it's more of a reaction. Decent snapshot there uh, from Sam. And in the 25th minute, a great opportunity is Orient won the ball back just outside our own box. It's basically JMD won it, kept running, kept running, kept going. He's picked the guy's pocket, isn't he? Done really well. And you see how confident he is at the moment. Just kept driving and suddenly he had a shooting opportunity not a bad shot, actually. I think the keeper might have been beaten, but the ball bounced just wide. Quite unlucky there, but shows how good JMD can be. And again, it's JMD seemed to be playing slightly a bit more central yesterday, so showing that, you know, as well as having those three centre-backs accommodating into the team, yeah. having a, another creative player round about in the middle. With energy and pace yeah, trying to, to make able to counter-attack. Yeah, he's picked the guy's pocket and run literally the full length of the pitch yeah. before he's shot. So how you do that and not be blowing, I mean, that just, that just shows how, how, what a quality player he is. 30 minutes on the clock. Then we're on the half-hour mark now. Excellent defensive header from Marvin Ekpeteta to clear the ball to deny Joe Quigley a clear header from just six yards out. Yeah, it would have been good for Marvin to do that, obviously. Came back last week from an injury and it goes and fractures his nose. So Gets that back. Zorro mask. Absolutely, yeah. mate. You can never beat the Zorro mask. Well down there to Marvin Ekpeteta. Tessa and in the 34th minute Danny Happy 
heads over from a Joby McEnough free kick. Yeah, and then Euphoria in the 35th minute as Orient take the lead. And what a goal it was following a throw-in. Uh, the ball came to JMD. Uh, I think it was set up by Macaulay Bond. Uh, and it was on the bounce roughly from, from a, a solid, I'd say, 30 yards out. Um, his effort flew over Dzinski uh, and straight into the back of the net. I mean, if that's a Premier League, that's all over Sky Sports. You'll see it rerun on every news show. Cracking goal from our take, from our sponsored player. Take a bow, JMD. Yeah, a superb goal. Wait until you, everyone sees it uh, on the TV. It's obviously if you were there yesterday, you would have seen it. Fantastic hit. As soon as it leaves his boot, keeper's just stranded to the yeah. spot. Flies in top corner past the keeper. Yeah, great hit. Skill. Did, Absolute. Didn't skill. know he had that in his locker. In all honesty, I've not seen him try one from there before since he's been at the Orient. Superb hit, and again shows you the confidence after last week's performance. Um, in the FA Trophy great yeah. well done to JMD like you said our man so well done JMD so yeah. 1-0 up and in the 40th minute more excellent defending from the O's this time as both Dan Happy and Josh Coulson provide blocks to deny Haven and Waterloo so I guess that's the key isn't it to having those we've spoken about Apoteta in the 30th minute making the key block in the 40th minute Coulson's doing it and Happy's doing, doing it, it so yeah. throwing their bodies on the line three big guys know how to read the game read yeah. the game really well so well done there to the, just took the words out of the mouth there yeah absolutely six additional minutes are played obviously following the injury to to their man that had to go off uh, at the end of the first half uh, the O's going 1-0 up thanks to JMD's uh, wonder strike and we had a tweet in from LOFC Chaz who said Woodison and Coulson have been superb so far one of them has to be man of the match at the moment and Joby's good too yeah always good to hear so good to go in at one up to the O's his hence was announced at 2058 with 954 O's fans making the journey so well done to all who made the journey there I would yep. love to have joined you Unfortunately, sometimes life gets in the way. So the second <laughs> half kicked off with no subs for the O's. In the 49th minute, Orient started off where they left off with Macaulay Bond having a shot saved by Dzinski. So good to see Orient coming out and trying to get that second early in the Going second early half. Going yeah. the game off, which is what Justin probably would have said half-time. Get the second, shut their fans up and let's see the game Yeah, out. kill it off. Yeah, 55 minutes on the clock. Then JMD picked up a loose ball outside the box, but his effort just went wide. Yeah, and then on the hour mark, it was almost 2-0. was a JMD corner comes in. And Marvin Pateta managed to get a shot away from close range through lots of bodies, looped over the keeper, who I think probably had it covered and hit the, well, clipped the outside of the bar. But by that point, it was well over the keeper. Um, but unlucky there for Marvin, it was almost 2-0. Yeah, absolutely. It was unfortunate. 67 minutes on the clock then. Out of nothing, Walter, uh, having Waterlooville equalising is another great goal. Uh, from a throw-in, uh, Alfie Rutherford, Rutherford sorry, uh, has a shot that's got that's well blocked uh, by the Orient defence, but the ball comes back out to him, and he hits the ball on the volley from quite some distance. That's probably another thick end of 25 mm. yards, and that just goes straight into the top corner past Dean Brill, and it was one all. So here we are looking at one all and two true goals of the season contenders, I'd say. So it was a fantastic goal. Um, Absolutely brilliant goal. Hit it Fair really well. Hit it really well. No chance for Brill. I think you can anything from Brill and I've seen a bit of criticism actually um, from Sam Ling for kind of stepping off Rutherford I think that's very harsh I've got to say the ball's coming to Rutherford and no disrespect to Rutherford but you're not thinking he's going to follow this into the top corner because of the distance he's yeah. out so Sam and the skill that you need to do that and the cut of the of the shot that you need to get that so it dips yeah I mean I, I feel quite sorry for Sam at the moment he's having a bit of a hard time I think people were lashing on lashing on to his form a little bit but I think he does everything right. He stands off his man. I'd say 99 times out of 100, Rutherford's skying that all day long. Yeah. But that time, top corner, sometimes you've got to say, good goal. Let's go again. Yeah. 
I mean, arguably, you'd want him to close down the space so he hasn't got the opportunity or the flight to, you know, the space for the flight of the ball. But, you know, it is what it is. You don't expect, as you say, the guy to score a, a worldie like that. And he probably never, like you say, he probably tried that another 99 times and never scored. Yeah. So one all what after having all the chances and not really having a save for Dean Brill to make prior yeah. to that. So 72nd minute, when he was looking to get back ahead, it was almost an immediate response as JMD hits the bar, I think from just outside the area, a thunderous shot, real speed. Going for it. I'm not sure the keeper got a fingertip to it. I'm not sure he smacked the bar back into play and the ball gets cleared, but keeper beating all day long and JMD almost had his second of the game. Yeah, and another worldie. Yeah, decent, well. that would have been a decent goal as well. Yeah, absolutely. Two minutes later, though, the lead was restored as a long throw-in from Sam Ling came into the box. Josh Coulson, who was free, had a free run on this, um, ran onto it and flicked it on uh, and it looped over the keeper into the at the far post uh, and in the back of the net and it was 2-1. So here we are, 74 minutes on the clock and we, we've got a 2-1 lead. Good to see the lead restored. Good header from Josh. Nice to see him also run over to the physio straight away, Keaton Patel. Obviously... Josh has come back from a big injury. Yeah. Does that. Nice to see, like, it's just not about the playing staff, it's about everyone as a whole. It's about the management squad, the training guys, everyone. It's really good to see that from Josh. And like you said, he just times his run perfectly. He's got experience, knows what he's doing, knows the game inside out, times his run perfectly. Good looping header. And 2 1. At this point, you're thinking, just see the game out now. Come on, 15 minutes left. Let's not blow the lead again. So let's find out if we did it. So, 75th minute. Matt Harold comes on for Jay Simpson. And in the 84th minute, Charlie Lee comes on for JMD. So two good subs there, two good experienced players coming off. Jay Simpson, not really had too much to talk about with Jay. No, hardly so mentioned So what's that, his third game now, not broken, he's stuck yet. Obviously he's getting there in terms of his fitness, but I think Jay's probably just as disappointed as we are not to yeah, no be doubt. talking about a Jay Simpson goal with three games in. Hopefully he yeah. can break his duck. But I think once he gets one, I think the rest will come flowing. And he's yeah, got plenty so. of chances to, to do that with, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, yeah. Tuesday coming up. Um, in the 89th minute, Haven and Waterlooville uh, corner uh, sees a header from Woodford go just over the bar. So we had a bit of an escape there. Yeah, so six minutes of additional time awarded. So squeaky bum time coming up. And in the 95th minute, a good chance for Haven and Waterloo. It was Joe Quigley got into good position inside the O's box, but kind of smashed his effort over from quite close range and if that goes in we've probably got a very different outlook on the week yeah I, th- I think I think so and we'd be pretty annoyed that we've gone down to having them all to Louisville arguably a game we should win and coming away with the draw yeah. but thankfully that didn't happen in the last chance of the game it's almost an equaliser it's having them all to Louisville corner caused havoc uh, but somehow the Orient survived uh, and the full time whistle goes but there were a couple of what um, Lee Bradbury was really annoyed about was there was a couple of blatant in his mind penalty shouts um, that we haven't mentioned there, but a couple of penalty shouts that they didn't get. It's, so. It gets a bit chaotic with the last corner. There's bodies flying everywhere. Yeah. There's people jumping all over the place. There's people claiming it went over the line. It's in Brawl's hands. It's very difficult to see when you can't clearly see it. He felt aggrieved as he probably would. But I think probably a bit of luck may have gone for us there. But again, until we see it back, it's, it's a hard one to call. Yeah. But good to see that. And like you said, the full-time whistle goes... Three valuable points and the quest for promotion is still on to the delight of the many travelling fans. So we weren't there yesterday, but Dulcet Dave was. He caught up with Justin Edinburgh after the game. Uh, and here's what Justin had to say. Congratulations on the victory. It's so important, wasn't it? It was. Um, you know, we needed to get back to winning ways in the league. Um, 
it was a tough place to come and it was a hard-fought victory. But, um, you know, it's a valuable three points today and um, one we're delighted with. The opening goal from Jordan Maguire drew was a special one. Yeah, it was a sublime finish. Um, we know he's capable of that and um, you know, that's why we've brought him to the club. I thought he had a good game today. You know, in that in, in that number ten role, I thought he sort of got on some good areas on a difficult pitch, um, and a, a sublime and splendid strike to uh, to put us ahead. And he was denied by the woodwork in the second half. Yeah, he was. You know, he, he was knocking on the door. Um, I was disappointed that we didn't go on and, and get that second goal before they equalised, really. And um, you know, it's a bit of a sucker punch. We just slightly started to drop deeper and deeper become a little bit too many gaps between the back the back three and the midfield and um, you know when that happens anything can happen and, and obviously the goal was probably as good as Jordan's so it was disappointing but you know credit to the players that responded and, and got on to, to get the winning goal Josh Wilson enjoyed that didn't he? He did you know he's uh, he's been a miss He's been a miss. He's a big character and he's a fantastic player. And uh, he's popped up with a winner there. So delighted. Put a lot of hard work in with the, the medical side to get himself back far quicker than we expected. And uh, we're, we're glad we got him back. I made this over six minutes of stoppage time. It wasn't easy. And a goal line clearance in the uh, deep into stoppage time. No. I mean, they kept knocking. Uh, I believe they'll... They're a decent side. I don't. Th I believe they'll stay up. I think they've got a more than enough to stay in this division. Uh, led by a very good manager who's doing a fantastic job here. So we're fully aware this is where they pick a lot of their points up. And um, it was our fault, but you know we stood up to the task and we see it right through to the end. Okay, a few nervy moments, but it's going to be like that right between now and the end of the season. Change the formation. What was your thinking behind that? I think I need to get the best players in the team. I think we had three of our best players, certainly us, three centre-halves. Marvin fit now, Josh fit. Dan Appy been immense since he's come into the team and absolutely no chance of me leaving him out. And I thought the way we finished last week at Brackley, um, it, it looked good. Uh, and for periods, I thought it looked good again today. What about up top and the uh, partnership between Bond and Simpson? It's still a work in progress, isn't it? Absolutely. I think what we have to realise is... This is Jay's first football for five months. It's like a long-term injury. He's not going to come in and start scoring three, four goals every game. I think he's looking sharper. I think, uh, you know, in terms of the timing of him coming in, it's, you know, it's coming in a latter part of the season where everyone's scrapping. Pitches are not great. Um, but I like what I see in certain fits. A few little link-up plays in the second half. And uh, I believe that that will come to fruition and, and, and take us forward. Missing Josh Cromer. What's the news there? Yeah, he's, he's not far away. I think we have to be mindful that, you know, I think we could perhaps rush him back. Um, but but that, that would be a gamble. I think when we get him back, we want to keep him back. And I don't think that's too far away now. James Dayton? Yeah, again, um, I think you're probably looking at both of them ready for Bates. I think we'll come into the squad for, for Barrow and Josh for Saturday at Wrexham. And what about Sir Miles Judd? Uh, unfortunately, uh, picked up a, a bad hamstring injury, so uh, unfortunately, Miles is going to be ruled out for the season. That is that. Is that yeah, training? No, it? Yeah, it was in training. Um, so, yeah, disappointing blow for, for the young lad and uh, for the group. But you know, that's that's just the way it's it's gone a little bit late for for us on the injury front, but. Um, but yeah, with what we've got coming back, I think it's going to be enough to get us through. Jamie Turley then provides cover for the right back position. He does, he? yeah, he does. He's more capable of that. And, uh, so we're blessed with that. So if, if, if need be, then we've got that cover. Second in the table now, two games in hand. I've always said it's, it's as long as it's in our own hands, that's all we can do. What anyone else does, we can't affect. All we can affect is 
you know, like I said, t- today's game is the most important one. Uh, we've won that, and now our attention and focus goes on to Tuesday at Barrow. Have you been going back 4 4 2 at Barrow? <laughs> I'm not going to give nothing away, Dad. I like the shape, I like the system today. It's won a game, and um, you know, I, I, I like what I see for long periods. Almost a thousand travelling fans. Yeah, no, again, you know, it's, it's like a home game. Um, stay with us. You know, it's, it's, everyone's going to get nervy, everyone's going to get twitchy um, we've just got to stay calm stay collective stay together uh, and, and let's, let's enjoy this this ride because let me tell you now I'd, I'd rather be in a position we're in now than you know waiting for the season to finish last year at this stage uh, looking forward to the following season we've got so much to play for and uh, really really excited about these next two months of the season Joby McEnough is so important and there's so many games coming up at 37 years of age are you tempted to manage him in terms of his body and such? Um, he'll manage himself. I think he'll believe, and I believe that he, he's no problem for him. I think he's shown again today the amount of ground he travels, how well he's played. You know, we'll, we'll always be mindful. We have the data, we have all the technology to tell us that, and, and, I'll, and I'll always go off the captain. He'll always be honest with me, and uh, right now, you know, he's ready to go again Tuesday. Thanks, Justin. Thanks very much. So that was Justin Edinburgh speaking today, Victor. So Justin said, Josh isn't far away. Dayton will likely be in the squad on Tuesday night for Barrow. And also confirmed that Miles Jard is out for the season. And quite an insightful five minutes there. So well done today for getting yeah. those answers. Um, Great question. Thank you for sending your interview over, Mr. Victor. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as um, David said, that win... Uh, meant that we stay, actually we stay third in the National League tables. We've now played 34, won 18, drawn 10, lost 6. We've accumulated 64 points and a positive goal difference of plus 30. But Wrexham stayed top of the park with a 1-0 home win uh, against Chesterfield. Solihull, uh, who kicked off later than us, stayed second with a 5-0 home win against Maidstone. And Fylde stayed fourth with a 2-1 home win against Maidenhead with Salford, climbing up to fifth thanks to a 1-0 away win at Ebbsfleet. Yeah, so all so the top five winning, winning. their games. Solihull have massively increased their goal difference as well with that five and the win. So our goal difference is still the best, but not as strong as what it was. They've got t- plus 28, we've yeah. got plus 30. Or two, Porter within two. So it's getting very squeaky bum time at the top of the National League, as we would all expect, with just 12 games to go. So, Mr Levy, your views on yesterday? Yeah, delighted to get the win and keep up pace with the pack, and we can't really afford to drop any points at all between now and the end of the season. It's uh, The pressure is really on. It was a real team performance, a real team effort, lots of top performances, which I hope we can carry uh, on to every game. Our sponsored man, uh, JMD, starting and having uh, a standout game uh, Two is absolutely brilliant. Well done to Sam Ling uh, for his long throws that ultimately led to the two goals. Uh, I've been critical of him recently, but I guess credit where credit is due, with the exception of his high foot that's ended up putting out there, man. So hopefully there's nothing too serious then. But we're on to Barrow now, and literally as we are Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday now, it's literally no time to dwell on any negativity. It's just, right, we've got Barrow now. It's like two days' time to do it. Yeah, yeah. for me, yours. Very good away win. I want to hopefully... Puts us back on track for promotion after losing to Maidenhead in our last National League game. Like I said before, I like the formation change. I didn't see it coming, but it plays to the three centre-back strengths. It might play to JMD's strength as well, right. uh, and Joby's potentially. And again, it shows the strength and the depth of the squad. Um, at 0-0, we needed something special to break the deadlock. And boy, did JMD deliver. What a cracking goal. That's got to be the goal of the season so far. It's got to be. Uh, but one all, our heads could have gone down, but we persevered. Had a great reaction, and Coulson's header means we go 
and win the game 2-1 and had a bit of luck at the end that we might not have been having earlier on in the season so that's always great to see so well done to Justin I'd say on a very bold move with 12 games left it's all to play for so those were our views so lots of your views came into our social media accounts after the game so apologies if we haven't read yours and again Mm. just because we read them doesn't mean we agree with them. Yeah, it does. That's absolutely true. So Matty LOFC Evans said, Vital we won to keep pace with the pack. Still worrying that our main two strikers can't find the net in Bon and Simpson and we're having to find late goals to dig us out of games. The season will hinge on the Wrexham game. Lose it and we'll be play lose it and it will be the playoff lottery I feel. Yeah, record blew up. Says that was a let off. We were awful for most of the game. Maguire Drew's goal was quality, as was theirs. We struggled badly. And also, shout out to one of the worst grounds I've been to. Three toilets for 954 fans is a disgrace. Totally ill-equipped for any away support. That is poor. El Coado said, winning away at a team fighting for their lives was never going to be an easy job. But it's done now. Uh, now on to a massive week for us. Barrow is not an easy place to go. And BT Sport clearly have something against us by putting us back on the TV for such a big game. Hashtag... Keep the yeah. faith, big smiley face there. Like it, Vince Howard, 73, says, win's a win and a good job we did when the others around us did. Also, Wrexham is going to be massive. I will say, we're getting lots of tweets about Wrexham, but first things first, needs to go to Barrow yeah. and beat Barrow, which isn't going to be an easy game. No, um, absolutely not. Although they're having a sort of mid-table experience at the moment, they sit mid-table at the moment, yeah, they're, they're not going to be a pushover either because they'll want the points as well. Magic underscore John said, terrible pitch and wind looked horrible to play in. Well, you could hear all the wind in uh, <laughs> in Dave Victor's um, uh, interview there. We played okay at times, but never dominant, but winning is what we need now, simple as that. And I guess at the moment, I'm not going to be that critical on how we win as long as we do win. Absolutely. Because we just need the points now. It's not about winning pretty, it's just about winning. Couldn't care less how we play as long as we Score get the one points. goal early and part the bus for all work. Couldn't care you know less. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Baza, our 73. So it didn't sound like a great performance, but it's the points that count at the end of the day. Still time to come good. O's fan basing said, now that is what you call a hard-fought win. So nervous at the end, but came through. Pitch uh, was too bad to play decent football. JMD played well and Harold made a difference at the end. Yeah, good to see Harold getting a few applause. It's yeah. there, 15 minutes, still has a job to do. At Wilco, 300. So three points is great. But why play five at the back against a team four from bottom? Do you think Jay Bottle dropping happy for his favourite pairing of Marvin and Josh? And I guess Justin's probably explained himself quite well in that interview. Yeah, he didn't want to drop any good players. I don't think he's bottled anything, um, really. He's made football decisions for football matches. I don't think he's afraid to leave players out. But when you've got solid players, you try and accommodate them in a formation that's going yeah. to work well for them. Well, that's what he said. He said, team. he said Danny Happy's been immense and... It'd be hard to disagree with that. Yeah, and you How can't leave. Can you leave Neck Potato out yeah. based on current form. So, yeah, good point. Yeah, Orient Fan TV tweeted in saying performance might not have been uh, that good, but the main thing is the three points. We need to get a winning run going again. Simpson and Bond partnership? Question mark. Would have Simpson on the bench as an impact sub. Hopefully, Karoma's back soon to link up with Bond again. Great goal from JMD. Yeah, it's an interesting one when Karoma's fit again. I presume Karoma will be on the bench for next Saturday when he makes the squad. But then once he's fit, who do we go with? Or do we see another formation change? Who knows? Justin's obviously in the mood to see some changing. So let's see what happens. But yeah. very exciting. Alan yeah. Reeves too. It's just job done. Doesn't sound great. 
but I take 12 more of those, as would we all. Yeah, um, yeah. agree. John Van, 63065473, said a battling performance with Coulson and Widdison, our standout players. Simpson and Bond not yet playing as a pair, but like the new system as it allowed our fullbacks to get forward more. Yeah, good point. It's Spenno, 0-1-1. So scrappy, lucky to get the win, but hey, I will take that. JMD's goal, wow. And he was unlucky not to get another with the crossbar in the way. Last ditch defending, so it's over the line, but a very simple ground and stewards. But three points is the aim. We achieved that and haven't gave us a game though. So good luck to them. Jagsy1979 said, Vital win considering that all top seven sides won today. Solihull were 4-0 up at half time. We need to win the games in hand and especially take points off those around us in the table. For me, Solihull is a bigger game than Wrexham considering their form. Yeah, good still point. some big games to come. Obviously, we still can play Wrexham. Still <coughs> file to come to the Red Group Stadium and we still go to Solihull. So yeah. some free... Big, big games left. The Pandemonium, 18-81. says, very surprised by several comments that saying we were awful, lucky and huff and puff. We were not electric, but for most of the game, we were in control. Three at the back worked, and well done to Justin. And whilst it was nervy, we could have won by more. A solid performance and a good win. Neil Sanson said, two of the best individual goals in any league today, I think. Hard fought, soft pitch with a crosswind made good football tricky. We'll take we'll all take a dozen more of them. Yeah, hard to Same disagree message. with that. Yep. Yeah, Dave M one eight one two says don't often have an issue with Justin, but do not see why he changed the formation. Because we have four centre backs who are playing well is not an excuse. Also, don't see why he didn't change it mid match. True, we did get the points, but must sort it before Tuesday, which just goes to show you can't please all yeah, the what's people he got to sort? all of the time. But Dave, hope you listened to Justin's interview prior and hope that has cleared up what Justin's decision-making yeah. was beforehand. The Menace, 1881, said, Horrible surface and overall we did OK. Three across the back worked and Maguire Drew had a good game in the middle. Great to see Marvin and Josh reunited as our centre-back pair. Not working for Simo at the moment, but it will in time. And Mishamo says, We made hard work of it, but big improvement over our last two performances. Joe Wilson was excellent, especially in the first half. Yeah, one Adam Conway said, Performance weren't great. We lack creativity. We blah, blah, blah. Just shut up and just trust him. Very positive Just sorry, there. and trust Justin. Very positive there, yeah. Mr Conway. Very good, Mr Conway. Ian Tutton says, Pitch was poor, made passing difficult. JMD was great. Direct running. Bond seems quiet. And I don't think the Simpson gamble was paying off, but it's a win. And they scrapped for everything. Spartacus1957 said, I believe it's time to have faith in the setup." that got us within striking distance of promotion, which is 4-4-2, with all the most effective members of our squad available at the present time. We almost keep our nerves. Yeah, hard. Like we said, it is. please all the people all of the time. When it was 4-4-2, we were sitting here Ross two weeks ago, and we were too defensive. It's hard to... So why are we doing like a, a more attack? Very hard. Attack minded. Yeah, you're not. You're not very hard. One with a three-five-two. Yeah. So Sandy JM says we were in the stand and we saw JMD's goal and it was amazing. Don't think Harold gets enough credit for his impact when he was brought on. It's so good to have Josh Coulson back. A friendly club, but a terrible pitch. Not enough space given to almost a thousand away fans. East one nine seven five said great result against Haven, a team fighting for their survival. It's one game at a time in the running, one down and maximum points. Every game is now a cup final, but on to Barrow. Yeah, completely agree with that. Smokos says credit to the management for the change in system. It's fascinating to see if JE sticks or twists with the new setup going forward. Not keen on it myself, but three points. Who cares? 
Absolutely. Brian underscore Rigby, 1947, said, Perfect result. Not the best performance this season, but who cares? It's the result that counts. I do wish that some of our so-called supporters would get off Sam Ling's back. He might not be doing the bet. He might not be the best right back, but he's doing his best. Yeah, good tweet there at Leighton underscore Ears says not keen on the three five two. Ling and Joe both are decent games, but neither are wing backs. Would like to see us go back to four four two. The centre backs pairing should be Colson and another. That being happy at the moment as Marvel Nervy going for headers and justifiably so. Yeah, final word this week goes to at Boatsy who said most important thing was to get back to winning ways in the league away from home. We need to build on this Tuesday night at Barrow, get a positive result there and that sets us up nicely for the crunch game against Wrexham on Saturday. Yeah, great tweet to end it on. So let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that have been read out. So let us know what you think you can tweet us at or in outlook or you can email us at or in outlook at outlook.com we're on facebook or in outlook podcast <coughs> or we're on instagram if you're a younger generation kid which always seems to be at the moment at or in underscore outlook underscore podcast so prediction league update that uh, 2-1 win saw murphy one steve jason spurs james o'hagan sue underscore manx LOFC 08, Liam NUFC 1998, Clifford Hart 10, Elvis Memphis, who all correctly predicted 2-1, so you will get three points. But extra special props to Mark uh, Raudos, uh, Brad 1 Malloy, The Authentic Gaz, Strop underscore O, who all correctly predicted 2-1, but also correctly predicted one of the scorers. So you get a bonus point, so that's four points on your tally. That uh, prediction league uh, is as follows then. Yeah, so the top... Remains with Barry Twin and Pills the Doman on 28 points. On 26 points, Mark Shepherd underscore 79. And in third place, Ian Manet, Rene John, and at Leon Oresti. And as always, thank you for all of your predictions. Again, well, well over 100 on uh, Saturday. So thank you for sending those into us. So coming on to today, Sunday, the 3rd of March, and JMD, it was a double winner as he was named in the non-league papers team of the day. And he was also named in the National League's team of the weekend following his performance against Haven and Waterlooville. And a massive well done to Jordan. A great goal and also a great run in the first half where he hit the ball wide and he also hit the bar in the second half. So well done to JMD. Well done, fella. Done very well there. To be acknowledged by two different outlets as well. The main league and the non-league paper as well. Yeah, Love it. Also, in the day, the O's women's team fought back from a goal down to earn a gutsy one-all draw at Ipswich Town Ladies in the FA Women's National League. Paige Wakefield headed the host in front of 52 minutes, but there she was again. The uh, SLM <laughs> Sophie Lamarcha netted the composed equaliser on 73 minutes, ensuring a share of the spoils. And a massive thanks to Sam Few for his match reports, uh, not only for today, but also on Wednesday. Top man, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got uh, a very special guest joining us uh, on the show, with making uh, a bit of a return following his call to arms. We thought we'd get the man himself... Uh, on the line now joining us uh, is uh, Leighton Orient CEO Danny Macklin. Danny, welcome back. Thanks for giving up some time to speak to us uh, this evening. Absolute pleasure. How are you, gents? Feel good? Yeah, fantastic. After yesterday's win, uh, makes it all the uh, all the better. It definitely does make Sunday a lot sweeter. <laughs> so we thought we'd get you back on. Obviously, you um, issued a message to the fan base on Friday. So what, what prompted that? Were you just kind of thinking, right, we need to do this? Or, or what was the thinking behind it? 
Yeah, I think it's uh, it's something that a few, few others have said. We want to really make sure the atmosphere at the Brow Group Stadium and away games is as strong as it can be. There's been times when I think that the, the, the support has been naturally nervy uh, and that sometimes that transpires onto the pitch. And we just want to make sure that everyone, as much as possible, it's easier said than done, uh, but yeah, tries to enjoy the next two months. It's going to be a roller coaster. There's going to be some twists and turns, but as much as they can, especially in the build-up to the game and during the 90 minutes, just so uh, it's a cliche, but to be that, 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 that 12th man, that 12th woman, that 12th child. So you spoke about getting in your message about getting the drummers back in. So we obviously we don't know who the drummers are, but if they're listening, you want them back in the building for, for Saturday. Ideally, yeah, I want to get uh, at least at least the drummer uh, on tune in in the uh, QTW Tommy Johnson South Stand. Uh, it's an area that we're looking at to try and boost the atmosphere, not just for the remaining games for this season uh, in the league and the FA Trophy, but also for next season as well. It's something we really want to try and to add that extra uh, atmosphere uh, for every minute of the game as much as possible. And speaking of games, what were your thoughts on on yesterday's game? Obviously, vital to get the three points. Yeah, it was a nerve-wracking uh, 90 minutes, and I think those three minutes, or well, well, so, so six minutes injury time, felt about <laughs> another 45 minutes. That was it. It was it was a long uh, it was a long period to wait, but it was uh, yeah, it was good character. Uh, obviously, they pinned us back, and for us to, to then go on and Josh's uh, slight nick on his head to, uh, to to loop it over over the goalkeeper was absolutely brilliant. That left a sort of 20 odd minutes of, of quite nervy, but uh, yeah, we we we've held strong. Uh, Sam blocked one obviously Dean jumped on the ball and it was a bit of a, a melee in the box in literally the, the 96th minute but it was a yeah, very pleasing result and it's uh, hopefully something we can go and build on now in, a, in a, yeah, an important week with the with trip to Barrow and the, and the visit on Wrexham on Saturday and you spoke about the support um, obviously away but 954 fans away some support there and, and generally good noise generated yesterday the noise generated yesterday, especially in that key period when it was one all, when you, know, you thought the game could have gone it one of three ways, uh, the, the atmosphere and the build-up to that goal uh, almost sort of urged the goal in and, and say that the cheer when that uh, Josh hit the back of the net that was uh, it was certainly one of the best ones I've seen in the in the year and a bit I've been there. So, with the club, uh, obviously we're in the last sort of couple of months of the season now. What what other sort of plans do do you have uh, for the remainder of the season with uh, things like the streaming um, and the O-Nuts and, and Football for a Fiver. Have you got any updates for us on, on those? Yeah, there's a few bits on that. So we very much want to make sure that the... Uh as well as people enjoying it, that we're attracting new fans in as well to try and come and to watch our games at Bro Group Stadium. Uh, in addition to that, we are going to be streaming all of our home league non-televised games, as well as the selected few away games that starts with uh, Tuesday trips to Barrow. So those uh, UK overseas fans will be able to, uh, to watch the game. Uh, and hopefully uh, watch us from afar. We've had people from as far as New Zealand, uh, America, China, India. We really are getting some 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 new late Northern fans as well as the exiles that are either on holiday or uh, have moved moved abroad. It's it's a fantastic opportunity to be able to do it. And yeah, the owners will be making a comeback. We're working on some dates. We've obviously rescheduled fixtures. We had planned on doing it for a league game towards the end of March so where that's moves we'll, we'll, we'll pick another game in in April uh, and there'll at least be one other game that we do it this year so yeah there's an awful lot we're trying to do just to drive attendances we want to make sure that uh, we've, we've, we've got every seat possible sold in, in all the areas of the ground as we build up towards the end of April Sounds great so lots going on do we cover football for a fiver? Do we mention that? <laughs> 
Yeah, we've got football for a five. I believe that's the filed game, obviously, where we switched it. We'd already sold a number of tickets for that price. So, uh, uh, this the, the filed or restart, I should know that off the top of my heart, but, uh, ahead, but it's all on the website in terms of details of that. So, uh, very much uh, we'll continue with that offer. It's just that, obviously, that with the running the trophy, that, that league game's obviously moved. So. And have to ask you, well, it might be a bit early. New kit, or are we are we in a place where you're happy to say kind of where we are? Uh, we, yet? we we will be very soon. So I've been working behind the scenes. We've we, we've tendered to you name the brand. We've tendered to them. Uh, so we've now completed that tendering process, and we're just in the final contractual stage uh, in deciding where we're going to go with with our retail for for next year. Amazing, amazing. Okay. So. 12 games left of the season, still in the FA Trophy. The next 12 games are going to make all the difference. We'll either break the season or make the season, although we're in a fantastic place as it stands. Obviously, you sent your message out on Friday. Anything else you want to get out to your fans who are listening now towards the end of the season? Yeah, I just want to say, we want to restress the support has been absolutely fantastic today. It's not in any way a criticism. We just want to make sure that we, we try and park nerves as much as possible and leave them on the sort of turnstile and uh, try and enjoy every single moment. There's going to be moments when we're you know, we're hearing other teams are winning and we, the pressure might be on us when we're perhaps chasing a game, but uh, every other club will be in the position, same position. We're going to be uh, every single twist and turn, I'm sure, enjoying the game, let alone in the remaining 12 or so fixtures. Yeah, it's going to be a roller coaster, as you say. But uh, yeah, we do our best to stick with them and, and support them as much as uh, as we can uh, from the stands and, and, and keep our fingers crossed at the end of each day that we get three points. Danny, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Really appreciate that update. So I think you'll please a lot of the international fans that we have that listen with the uh, streaming of all the home games and uh, hopefully as many away games as we can. So thank you again. Appreciate the update. Absolute pleasure. See you soon. See you soon. Cheers, Jeff. Cheers, Danny. Bye. Bye. So that was Leighton Orient CEO Danny Macklin who gave us five minutes of his time for that course. So much appreciated there to Mr. Macklin. Some big Absolutely. news coming yeah. out of that. So let's so, wrap the podcast up in 57 minutes almost through the podcast. So fantasy football update. So James Petrell is top of our fantasy football league with 1,740 points. But Tolo Sangawawa is just 10 points behind in second with today's points yet to be added to the total, so that could all change as it stands. I'm not doing too badly in 26. Paul, however, is plummeting in the last couple of weeks. Fair to say, he's dropped yeah. down to 72nd. Since I used my wild card, basically. Yeah. If I'd have not done that and I'd have kept my last team, I think I'd be much, we'd be much closer. Absolutely. So game. still lots of points to play for. Maybe as mistake. it stands, the bearded <clears throat> legend will be podding in his pants. Not in his lifetime. I rock and back <laughs> is still top of the Dream Team um, Prediction League with 1,789 points. Um, R. Humphreys is just 19 points behind in second. Uh, I'm 27th, you're 19th. Uh, out of 112 players, yeah. so it's still pretty tight there. But points are harder to get in that league. Yeah, I'm enjoying that one. That one's a bit harder. I, I kind of enjoy that one a bit more, and that's on cup games as well. So well done to the club's shirt sponsors, Dream Team, for that. So obviously, there we do that. So good to see. So positives, we won the game yesterday. So first positive, that will always be the main positive of, of the week that was. We won the yeah. game, took the maximum points. So great positive to start with. Second positive. Josh Coulson's first start since the 5th of January. Yeah. It turned out he was the actual match winner. So pivotal to have him back. Absolutely. Pitch the as well. impact, yeah. And the last positive, the away support again. We mentioned it consistently throughout the season. 954 fans, free toilets, shows you that having a Waterlooville Just probably hard. underestimated how big or how many fans will be making that journey. But it's been like that all season. And there's no all doubt in my mind when we end up going to Bromley again 
late in the season would be massive. I think as it stands, Solly Hall is looking like it could be a huge game. Although that's what about an hour and a half, two hours away, I think we'll take a huge following down there. So I think there's a huge away following to be made to most of the grounds this season. Agree with you. Or they're just not used to having a thousand people in yeah. the way in. So uh, negatives: Miles Judd's injury. Obviously, he's now out for the season. Uh, all the other teams around us in the National League in the top five uh, all won. So I mean, that's why they're top five, isn't it? Because they keep winning, just like us. Yeah. It's nice when one of them loses, but yesterday they all won. All won. Shows you. The heat is on in. So only two negatives, three positives, good to have. So Hero yeah. of the Week. So we decided to put Hero of the Week to the public vote this morning. So we nominated we the following players. So Josh Coulson, obviously, like we've touched upon, match winner. For his goal, yeah. Fantastic. Sam Ling, two assists basically from his throwings. If you look at it like that, and a few vital blocks, especially in the last minute. And he kicked one of the men in the face and took him out. <laughs> so Jordan Maguire drew... <laughs> Scored an absolute, scored an absolutely worldy hit the bar. I went on a crazy run in the first yeah. half as well. I, I don't think this is going to be a one. This is a one I horse thought, race. I thought, I thought it would be a two horse race. And lastly, Joby McEnough, who, like Justin says, continued to defy his, defy his age and has been outstanding for yeah. all of the season. So yeah, after 188 votes in just over 10 hours, the results were as follows: in fourth place with Joby McEnough, third place Sam Ling. And winner of this week, second, second week running. Second place? Yeah, but it gives it away first place, doesn't it? Okay. Is Jordan Maguire Drew with Josh Coulson coming in second? <laughs> so JMD, JMD, JMD took 52% of the votes, over half the vote. Josh Coulson coming in at 34. 34. So well There's done a lot there. to the JMD. And thank you for all of your votes. Danny Macklin has just messaged us to say Eastley is the game for a fiver. So that is a game very late on in the season. I think that's the second from last home I game right. be a vital game so Mid-week. if you're around that's on that Tuesday get yourself down there it will be rocking for that game yeah, that's the rearranged fixture on the 9th of April that's yeah. a Tuesday that absolutely absolutely. I will be in Butlins in Bognor Regis <laughs> so next week's fixtures in yes. a big week for the O so like we've said we go Tuesday Saturday so firstly we travel to Barrow on Tuesday the 5th of March this one kicks off at 7.45 as Paul said earlier in the pod Barrow mid-table, currently 12 in the National League, which is probably where you'd expect them to be. They currently have 46 points, and after a 3-1 away defeat to Barnet on Saturday, it looks like a mid-table finish for them in what will be a tough away fixture. It's a long journey, it's a mid-weeker, yeah. it's going to be difficult. Barrow gave us a tough game early on in the season at our place. We drew two all early in the season, the third game of the season. That yeah, one. they're 12 at the minute. That's not going to be a walkover. Uh, so if you're going... Points to this one have a safe journey and why not tweet us uh, on the way or in the ground or after you're leaving the ground hopefully with three points at Orient Outlook yeah absolutely then it's the big one as Wrexham visit the Briar Group Stadium on Saturday the 9th of March in front of the BT cameras with a 12.35 kickoff. Wrexham currently top of the National League after a 1-0 home win against Chesterfield uh, on Saturday. I mean, we kept so, expecting them to kind of fade off. They looked like they were going to fade about two months ago, if you remember rightly, when their manager left to go to Shrewsbury. Right. That, that last manager came in, didn't do very well. They were stalling and they sacked him and got Brian Hughes in. And since they had Brian Hughes in, they're absolutely smashing it. So they're doing well. They're still up there. I thought they would have faded yeah. by now, to be honest. But they've it, had that new manager is, bounce and carried on. This but, is a real six points, isn't it? But Barrow lost to uh, to Barnet three one yesterday. So bit of confidence for us from that as well. Massive game. Um, 
this week so let's make as much noise as we possibly can if you're going and see us in or around the ground come and say hello why not even give us an oi oi and if we win these two league games we will be top of the National League at 3 o'clock on Saturday and the pressure will be on Solihull who are away at Salford so yeah. that would be a nice little draw I would like out of that very very big week coming up in the National League so we love to give you treats on this podcast we hope we have delivered all season for you we've just had Danny Macklin so why not finish seeing this podcast with a message from late night chairman Nigel Travis, who was over for the game yesterday. So here's what Nigel had to say. Just after over the two game minutes. Yesterday. Yeah. Hi everyone, uh, it's Nigel Travis. I'm delighted to be doing a message for the podcast team, who as always do a great job. Um, I'm over in the UK for a short time, about 30 hours, to see the game at Haven't. Delighted to get three points. Um, I have to say it was a very nice day out. Haven't a very friendly club who've risen through the ranks very quickly. Congratulations on all their success, and I truly hope that such nice people manage to stay in the National League this year. Uh, they gave us a very good game. At times we looked excellent. We played effectively five at the back, uh, which meant that our uh, three uh, very tall and capable centre backs had a great opportunity to go forward and I think that clearly showed with Josh Colson's second goal. Uh, we had a remarkable escape at the end, not quite sure what happened, but Dean Brill told me that Sam Ling somehow kicked it off the line and it ended up in his arms. So anyway, that's the kind of game we're going to have for the rest of the year. It was all very tense and I think it's going to be tense right until the end of April, two games a week. So. Uh, I ask everyone to get right behind the team, home and away. Uh, you've done a spectacular job in the time that we've owned the club. Uh, we really need even more noise now. The fans were great at having today. Let's hope it continues. Um, obviously, we're excited to be in the semi-finals of the trophy. I'm looking forward to coming over again in three weeks when... My 14-year-old son, Ian and I, along with David, my uh, 39-year-old uh, board member, will be at Telford, along with my grandson. So a family day out at Telford. It's going to be uh, interesting to see if we can make it to Wembley. But obviously, we really want to stay very focused on promotion. And as I said earlier, two games a week is going to be tough. But we've reinforced the squad to build for that. And hopefully everyone will stay fit and our strength and depth will prevail to the end of the season. So with that, thank you for all your support. Speak to you again soon. So that was Leighton Orient Chairman Nigel Travis and a message following yesterday's win. I still find it amazing that we've just had the CEO on from the club and we just had the chairman on, a voice message after the game. So a massive thank you there to Nigel we hope you had a safe flight back absolutely um, to the States so this is it just over the hour mark now thanks for joining us for episode 174 it's been a busy week off the pitch as the O's were drawn uh, away to Telford sorry drawn away to Telford in the semi-finals sorry we were drawn to Telford in the semi-finals of the FA Trophy Marvin and Josh were called up for the England C team and young Danny Happy took the club's player of the month award for February on the pitch, a tough away game ended in a much-needed three points for the O's as a wonder goal from JMD and a Josh Coulson header saw us beat Haven't and Waterlooville 2-1 with promotion still very much on the cards with only 12 games left to play. 
Now we go into a massive week with two big National League fixtures, away to Barrow on Tuesday and at home to Wrexham on Saturday, knowing that six points will put us at the top of the table going into the 3pm fixtures uh, on Saturday. Yeah, so let's all make sure we support the team 100%, make as much noise as possible, and hopefully this time next week when we're doing 175, we're sitting here talking about being top of the tree. Yeah. So we'll be back, obviously with that episode, with all the views and news next week that you could ever need. And as always, if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give the podcast a review. We had a spate about three weeks ago where reviews were coming in thick and fast. They died off a bit. I'm still not having it. We still get more than 48 listens on iTunes a week. A lot more, a huge amount more. So if you haven't reviewed yet and you're listening on iTunes, get to the end of the podcast, go onto your podcast app, give a nice little comment, give five stars. Let's have it. Absolutely. Yeah, if you listen on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. And also we're now on Spotify, I think the number one, the world's number one streaming platform. So listening to the podcast these days could not be We've made it so easy. Easier. Made it so easy at all. You. you can lead a horse to water. You could and you can make it drink. And if you've got a, <laughs> a relative or a loved one uh, who you think will like the podcast, help them out. Um, and download it and just help them listen to it. Our thanks again to Nigel and Danny for taking their time out uh, to speak to us and send us messages. We really appreciate it. And, and what an open communicative club we have. I mean, it's never never before uh, position. So thank you very much indeed. And we've got just a few mugs left. We can deliver them uh, before the Wrexham game on Saturday. So if you want one, they are great. I use mine all the time washed it in the dishwasher numerous times and it ha- looks brand new each time it comes out so it's not one of these cheap rubbishy ones that fades off your guy is absolutely brilliant it's great quality so thank you very much how indeed. much are they Mr Levy you well, don't say that. well you know it's very cheap I didn't want to cheapen it even more but I'm going to say it now that you've asked it's just £5 so just £5 for your very own or an Outlook podcast Mark. So if just you want £5. one give us a DM Give us a message. So that's it. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, more than ever, keep calm. <laughs> Have a great week. And listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Up the O's.